0: Come, Holy Spirit, come and fill our hearts with the fire of your love. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Siobhan Garrigan is a professor at Trinity College in Dublin. She is also the Loyola Chair of Theology and Head of the Schools of Religions, Peace Studies, and Theology. She was traveling around Ireland doing research for her book, The Real Peace Process. And she recounts this following story to a reporter and their subsequent conversation. Arriving at a Presbyterian church in Northern Ireland, Siobhan was pleased to be greeted at the door by two women, church members, who seemed to invite her into conversation. She realized that they were sort of ushers, and it was their job to stand at the door of the church and to interview newcomers as they arrived. And they quietly asked her name, and the names of the other strangers, newcomers, that were coming to the morning worship. As Siobhan listened, she realized something. She realized what was happening. Hearing the names, the ushers would draw conclusions about the cultural and religious identity of each one. Those with Protestant names were welcomed warmly and shown to their seats. Those with apparently Catholic names, like Maria and Catherine and Patrick, were told that they surely had the wrong church and were sent on their way. Now the reporter of the story assumed that Siobhan must be referring to research that had been done many decades ago. Surely no church would act in this way any longer. But not so, Siobhan says. The practice continues today. The reporter goes on, still not quite being able to get what she's saying, said that this is obviously just a foreign experience because it's about a faraway congregation of Irish Presbyterians, and they're still having challenges with their Catholic brothers and sisters. And luckily, we in America we have no such issues. Our society has moved way past all such discriminatory behavior. We have, after all, had an African-American president, and we have knocked down all the walls and all the boundaries, and our worshiping communities, all are welcome. All are welcome? Is that true? Are all welcome in our community of faith? In the final verses of Matthew's 10th chapter, we hear Jesus talking about what it means to welcome and to be welcomed. This chapter from which we have been reading for the last couple of weeks is focused on Jesus' teaching of discipleship. Jesus is trying to express to the disciples what they can expect in their life as they walk in his footsteps. And as he sends them out, he reminds them that whoever welcomes them also welcomes him. They are his ambassadors. They are representing Christ. We might say they are Christ to the stranger. And interestingly enough, it's even possible, most likely, that the Christ will be in the stranger as well. These verses express a posture of welcoming from two directions. How I welcome someone and how I am welcomed. Both are important. So what does it mean to welcome I wonder if you're like me, I have a welcome mat at our front door, on our front porch. If you have one, what were you thinking about when you bought the mat that you have? Does it say something about you? Does it say something about what you think, what you believe? Why do you have it there? Why do you have a mat in the first place? Now, some of us are going to say, my husband says, well, Linda, it's just to get the dirt off your feet. Well, yeah, but for some of us, it speaks to who we understand we are. We want people to know when they come something about us. So where and what does the metaphorical welcome mat at our spiritual home here of Trinity Episcopal Cathedral, where does it reside? And what does it say about who we are? And how, through our welcome, do we make our community of faith a welcoming home? How do we reach out into the community? And when we go out, do we remember who? We represent I didn't say what it's easy to say yes I'm from Trinity Episcopal Cathedral but what we have to remember is the foundation of our representation which is Jesus that love of God that's placed within us that compels us to welcome As Christians, we are followers. We are imitators of Christ. I looked up the word welcome in Webster's Dictionary. Two very brief definitions. The first, to greet hospitably with courtesy and cordiality. Secondly, to accept with pleasure the occurrence or presence of. Greeting, hospital hospitality, courtesy, to accept with pleasure. Courtesy and pleasure prompted the gift of cold water to those in need. Now, if you were a traveler on a hot, dusty road in Palestine, you would have loved receiving cup of cold water. And if you've ever been out working in the yard or playing on a hot beach or laboring on an outdoor job, you know what a relief a cup of cold water can bring. One of the things that's interesting about this particular, these particular verses, is that the Gospel of Matthew takes as its, the writer, the author of Matthew, took as its source, written source, material, from the gospel of mark in mark's gospel all it says is a cup of water in matthew's gospel we add he adds the word cold it kind of makes when i think about it it makes my mouth kind of water that cold the cold water is what is given i believe that adjective is inserted in that phrase, to further emphasize the welcoming nature of Jesus and those who are to follow him. Cups of cold water, acts of hospitality and compassion and care are offered in a myriad of ways here in this cathedral and way beyond we can think of some of the obvious ways the the pre and i'm expecting post-pandemic when our greeters and our ushers will be back in their spots our newcomer gatherings will gather each week to learn about one another and our faith our spiritual formation classes which right now are happening remotely thanks be to god and in person the gathering and welcoming of families for the Church of the Commons, and, oh yes, oh yes, last but not least, the array of musical offerings that refresh our souls and delight our hearts. I invite you to consider some other cups of cold water. A peanut butter sandwich made with loving hands for those who are hungry. A prayer shawl being knitted and prayed over on behalf of an unknown recipient. A card of encouragement to the lonely. And a prayer for healing for those in need. A placard of Black Lives Matter and a poster reading, No Justice, No Peace. Whoever welcomes you, welcomes me. And whoever welcomes me, welcomes the one who sent me. Maybe we need to look around and see who's welcoming us. Perhaps there are those who cross our path who will welcome us into their world, who will be for us a Christ figure if we are open to see and to hear and to listen. I would suggest, at least for me, that when that happens, it is often unexpected. Many years ago, I was standing on the corner in downtown Portland. It was um, a rainy sort of fall day, and I was in my collar. I was headed somewhere to a meeting or something, don't remember, but there was no one else around, and I was standing at the corner waiting for the walk light. And there had been a lot of rain and so there was swishing on the street as the cars go by all of a sudden I heard something that I couldn't quite distinguish but you know how you kind of feel when someone's coming towards you and I thought it was just another car and I turned around to look and there was this sort of scraggly shaggy man um, had a way too big uh, overcoat on nothing on his head so his hair was wet. He was dragging a bag along behind him, and I I kind of tensed. Well, not kind of. I really got tense. I was all alone. So I waited, and I thought, okay, should I just go ahead and go across, even though it's not his walk? For some reason, I stood in that place, and this man, bringing his bag, walked up beside me. There was only as much distance between us as was the size of his back. Ma'am, he says to me. And I kind of look around. Well, no one else is around, so he must be talking to me. Ma'am? Yes, I said. How are you? I'm fine. Thank you. How are you? Ma'am? Yes. May I pray for you? Um, I suppose so. Bow your head. I did. God, he said, this is your servant. She loves you bless her this day. Amen. He picked up his bag and crossed the street. I stood on that holy ground for how long I do not know. We never know We never know who God will use to renew our faith. And we never know how God may use us to be an agent of welcome and compassion in the life of someone else. Another story about a mother who's sitting in the office of her pastor and she's sobbing absolutely sobbing she's telling him this story about the fact that she has sent her daughter to this prestigious college with the intention of the young woman going on to law school and becoming a lawyer the very first year of her of the young lady's her freshman year at school she got involved with a uh, a faith group sort of like young wife And the mother thought that was a great idea because that would put her daughter sort of in in a community of people, as she put it, students with similar values. She thought that was really a great idea. But now the young woman has come into her senior year, and her daughter, the daughter, has made it clear to her mother, she's made it perfectly clear that she is not going to be a liar. Instead, she's going to go to Bolivia. She's going to work as a missionary with the poor. The mother, in her sobs and her tears, says, no one in our family has ever done anything like this. I can't figure out, she said. I can't figure out how she got all this into her head. We are Presbyterians from Atlanta, for heaven's sake. For heaven's sake, indeed. For heaven's sake, indeed. We never know how God may use us to be the ambassador of welcome to the life of Jesus Christ. And it may be as simple as a smile to someone who's having a tough day, a kind word spoken with warmth and sincerity. It may be as challenging as marching in a protest or speaking out when even when it's uncomfortable. Our life of faith is filled with thousands and thousands and thousands of small gestures of love and mercy and compassion and truth-telling and forgiveness that will change lives. It is for heaven's sake that we risk our lives to be open to those who cross our path, that we unlock our hearts to the most unlikely person who might be sent by God so that all our lives may be changed. Welcome one another then. For the sake of God's glory, as Christ welcomes.